You're listening to Let's Stay Together, Anime Break, the subseries of Let's Stay Together where we talk about the 2019 anime Fruits Basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. Again. Yeah, again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're recording this for the second time. <laughs> the good news is, whatever whatever jokes were in my notes will still be there. <laughs> but if they weren't there, then who knows? It's just a wild card. <laughs> a bit sad because that last episode was the first episode i recorded wearing pants because usually i'm in <laughs> usually i'm in my pajamas but <laughs> oh i'm sorry yeah. why didn't you just wear pants but... this time you had plenty of warning because <laughs> pajamas are comfy okay i understand i just happened to have just got back from the grocery store when we recorded the last one <laughs> <laughs> okay well maybe this on thursday when we record the next anime break we'll both be wearing pants <laughs> maybe. probably what's gonna happen <laughs> Depends on how soon you, if you leave the house or not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also wearing pajamas. It's also a, it's a late night recording. They're all late night now because I'm always slow is what happens. It used to, when we started this podcast, it was like 2 p.m. Like nice and like sunny, get this all done by dinner time. And now it's like, it's late night in the studio and it's time to record. <laughs> Very much an after dinner thing now. It is like a, yeah, it's like a classy drinks now instead of a. I don't know. I'm running out of metaphors. It's like, it's not like a like chill, like barbecue anymore. Now it's like an after dinner drinks. That's what it is. <laughs> last time you also, did you have wine last time or not? I forget. Uh, no, not last time. Probably not. Last, last I do time. Have, I have some in the fridge. I could have some now, but. <laughs> I have a headache, so I'm just going to stick with water. <laughs> but I encourage <laughs> casual drinking. Anyway. <laughs> is that our public service announcement for this episode? <laughs> Yeah, only only casually drink when you're recording a podcast. No other casual drinking is acceptable. Yes. I mean, what? <laughs> I was like, how do you turn how do you turn that into a public service announcement? <laughs> it's like drink and cast, don't drink and drive. Yes, drink and cast. Anyway, let's talk about um, episode twenty of First Basket, 2019. It was called. I can't believe you picked that up. <laughs> our our, our uh, this episode was in the original. Uh, 2001 anime and it's kind of like the same content and it's from chapters 37 and 38 of the manga and essentially like the content of this episode is very very similar if not almost exactly the same to the manga so if you're interested you can listen to our um, our episode 19 which was called I'll become one I won't fail so yeah I don't know it's interesting this anime is kind of bouncing between a lot of chapters right now like last time it was in the 40s it was like 44 and 45 and now we're back at like 37 and 38 so Mm -hmm. there's reasons for that I guess but it's interesting how they're like pulling stuff from later and then stuff from before and introducing characters now that got introduced later like basically that's what happened with uh because like Ritsu was introduced later in the manga yeah that was the last episode so so you had like uh, Kisa, I guess, is introduced, and then a couple of other things happen. Then Hiro, then Ritsu, but now you have Ritsu in between, so <laughs> just changes things up a little bit. Moke! Mm-hmm. We hear as the episode opens, a boy falls to the floor of a. <laughs> oh, I didn't fix this for last time. A boy falls to the floor of a of a boxing ring. What I wrote in my notes was wrestling ring, which would be a very different anime, I guess. <laughs> a creature with pointy ears bounces up and down on the ropes. Crap, the boy says. I can't believe how strong the enemy is. Ha ha ha. Do you fear my powers, Art? A man who is clearly a villain because of his blue hair and makeup and fangs says. But guess what? At home, I'm reduced to a henpecked husband tied to my wife's apron strings. Wah, the boy screams. I can't believe how childish he is. He's taking out his family stress on me. Mogeta, the creature chimes in. 
Let's go, Mugeta. Triple turbocharged SWAT, we hear, and we transition to see that Toru, Kisa, and Yuki are watching this anime. <laughs> so it's an anime within an anime. <laughs> <laughs> The enemy has his own struggles in life, doesn't he? Toru says. And then we see Yuki looking bored as Toru continues. But his wife might have her reasons too. This is such a tough problem. <laughs> this anime is a problem in and of itself if you ask me, he thinks, taking a sip of his tea. Shigure slides open his door at the side of the room and greets them all. Good morning, with a yawn. Good morning, Toru says cheerfully. And then Yuki sasses him to get a sleep schedule together. Shigure is like, writers don't have to do that. That's why I became one. And he turns his attention to Kisa and is like, should I buy you some candy, little girl? And Yuki is like, are you still asleep or is that some kind of creepy joke? Shigure cuddles Kisa close and pouts. Yuki-kun is always so cold to me. Let her go before your crassness infects her, Yuki says. Shigure asks how school is going and Kisa says, good. I'm trying hard. I can try hard now because mom and everyone else are here for me. And then there's the sweetest ghosty scene in the whole <laughs> world where everyone pauses because of Kisa's adorableness and we can see Kisa blushing in her little like ghosty figure. I love you, Toru says suddenly, lunge hugging her. Hearts are dancing in the air, Shigure says, breaking the fourth wall. Does that count as damage to Shigure's house? <laughs> Breaks the fourth wall. <laughs> ah, ha, ha, ha. I thought you meant the house is emotionally damaged from the hearts or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The house is like, ow, so pointy. <laughs> Meanwhile, elsewhere, I guess at Kisa's house, a boy asks Kisa's mom where she is, and she explains that Kisa is staying at Shigure's house overnight. She seems totally smitten with Toru-san, Kisa's mom says, and the boy hums and looks disheartened. This house is interesting to me because it doesn't look like the main house, so maybe it's like, quote-unquote, outside. It looks like a fancy house, though. Like, it looks large. Also, Kisa's mom looks good. When we when we talked about this in the manga, I remember I was like, oh, she actually like looks a lot better. Because remember how she looked so like dead eyed or whatever <laughs> when when she was uh, talking to Toru and Kisa outside yeah. of Shigure's in his backyard or whatever. Yeah, so she looks like it looks like things are going better for them. And we cut to the opening theme. We dance to the opening theme because it's a intense. It's a peppy opening theme. <laughs> I should have said all of that after I said that. <laughs> we throw our umbrellas in the air. Like, we just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toru walks to work, minding her own business. Suddenly, a shoe falls in front of her. She notices it on the ground and kneels down to inspect it. A shoe fell out of the sky, she says. <laughs> hey, a voice calls, and Toru looks up and sees a boy from er- the boy from earlier sitting up on a giant utility box, question mark, <laughs> I put in my notes, <laughs> beside her. Pick that up. Wow, Toru thinks as we pan up on the kid who smiles. What a cute boy. Come on, pick it up, he says. Right, here you go, she says, and she hands the shoe to him. The boy keeps smiling and chuckles sweetly, then suddenly leans down and says, Moron, I can't believe you picked it up. Eh, Toru <laughs> says, blinking. Don't you have identi- any identity or personal policy, he says. And he crosses his legs and raises his hand in a sassy way. If I said turn around, would you do it? If I said trip, would you do that too? N- no, Toru says. <laughs> I can't stand people who have no self-independence. Hey, hurry up and give that back, he says, pointing to the shoe that Toru is still holding in her confusion. <laughs> or are you planning to steal it? What? N- no, of course not, she says and thinks, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> the boy hops down and questions her ability to be polite after he's gone out of his way to come and meet her. Toru is still, understandably, confused. The boy asks, eyebrows raised, Come on, who usually bothers coming to meet your loser self? Use your brain to extrapolate. After half a beat, Toru blushes and gasps. You're a Zodiac! You're so slow, stupid girl, he says. Ugh, you don't live up to your reputation at all. And then he puts his shoe back on. He demands that she take him out to eat. 
She says that she has to work and doesn't have much money. And he's like, what? So you want me to treat you? You're mooching off a kid? And Tori nervously tries to say something but can't get a word in. As the boy continues, you seriously have no money on you? And then he demands to see her wallet. He grabs her bag and he pulls it out of her hands and pulls her to the ground. He comments that the bag is kind of shabby and he digs around inside and finds a pocketbook slash notebook that he likes and decides to take it. Tori tries to use her words to stop him, but the boy ignores her. (laughs) I'm Hirosoma, he says. Might as well introduce myself, though I doubt we'll ever meet again. He saunters off with the notebook, tossing it, her bag to the ground. Bye, thanks for the amazingly boring experience. Please wait, there's a photo of my mother! Inside. The wind blows, and Hero is gone. <laughs> dramatic. It's very dramatic. <laughs> Toru, still sitting on the sidewalk, starts to panic. My mother just got kidnapped, she says, and she raises her hands to her face, and she actually starts to shake. Tears well in her eyes. Uh, I need to get him to give her back. I can't worry about my job right now. Fortunately, Momiji appears and asks what she's doing on the sidewalk. We cut to what looks like outside of Shigure's property, like the stairs at the bottom of the property, like in the woods, I guess. <laughs> Hiro inspects the notebook and sees the photo of Kyoko inside. She's just some mama's girl, he says. So uncool. Kyo arrives home, seeing Hiro, and asks what he's doing there. Why do you care? What do you care? Or are you saying that I can't sit here? Ha, you must be a king, Hiro says, spinning up the sass routine and pissing Kyo off. <laughs> Hiro-san, we hear, and then it turns out that Toru has run home and found him. The pocketbook, she says, in between pants. My mother is inside. Hiro, did you do something to her? Kyo demands. What, are you going to accuse me without proof? How will you make it up to me if I'm innocent? All I did was take her pocketbook, Hiro says, shrugging and kind of looking down. And Kyo is like, you just admitted it. <laughs> Give it back. <laughs> Yeah, right, Hiro says. The stupid girl begged me to take it. Kyo grabs him by the shirt and threatens him. Stupid girl, you better stop mouthing off before I stop you. Hiro is like, go ahead if you want to be arrested for child abuse. Hiro-chan, we hear a delicate voice call. So delicate that even I can't impersonate it with my... (laughs) (laughs) I'm really good at screaming like Ritsu, but I'm not good at being delicate like Kisa. (laughs) Can a a young teenager be... (laughs) Arrested for child abuse? <laughs> uh, good question. I don't know. Like, Probably. What, 15? Heroes like 12. I mean, so. I, don't, I don't know about... <laughs> I think it'd be more like pure abuse. Yeah, it would just be bullying, I guess, or like uh, yeah. assault, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a lawyer or anything. Maybe I can go to night school with a Tori. Oh, no. Who was the girl from the gang? We said she was good pretending... <laughs> yeah, we said she was going to... Oh, yeah, uh, she's... <laughs> going to school to be She's going to law school. Yeah. <laughs> she's the side character on the night school doctor. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hiro-chan, we hear a delicate voice call, and Momiji, it turns out, like I just alluded to, has brought Kisa. Kisa asks if Hiro stole something from Toru. You shouldn't cause trouble for Onechan, she says. Hiro frowns. He grips the notebook tight in his clenched fist. This is dumb, he says, and he throws the notebook back at Toru. I don't even want this thing. <laughs> das is kind art, Momiji says, kind of angrily. According to Google, that translates to, this is not a way. Yeah. I did some like mild googling on that, and I, it was, I mostly saw it as part of other phrases where it's like that's no way to do whatever. Yeah, so. I assume it's like I assume it's like don't do it, don't be, yeah. don't be like that. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like like that's no way to behave yeah. or something like that. But. Yeah, I have a friend who speaks German. I should have asked her in between this the time that we recorded this, but I totally forgot yeah. about it. <laughs> it would have been smart. Anyway, it's fine. Another day. <laughs> Maybe I'll leave that as a thing to never follow up on, like when we talked about the episode where Toru broke the chopsticks, <laughs> which it turned out nobody told. First of all, nobody knew. <laughs> we didn't get any comments about that, huh? Because we did eventually figure that one yeah. out. 
I, I figured it out by asking my sister who immediately responded that was an Azumanga Daio and I was like how did you know that off the top of your head <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's what it was from this is that was a reference to like the episode with Ayame I think <laughs> mm-hmm. where we said when you break your chopsticks unevenly what anime was it where they said it was bad luck if you break your uh, disposable chopsticks unevenly turns out it was mm-hmm. Azumanga Daio which is also great I mean I particularly like the manga but the anime is really good too yeah yeah, I haven't watched it in years. That was way back. Yeah, <laughs> no wonder I couldn't remember. <laughs> I know, I haven't either. I mean, when she said it, I was like, oh, I totally remember. But yeah, she was like also using your shoe to predict the future or predict the weather or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the whole gag of that. I just remember kicking the shoe and it like lands in the garbage can. Truck. Yeah, exactly. Lands in the dump truck and drives away. <laughs> Listen, if you haven't, if you haven't ever read or watch Asamanga Dayo, you should just, and you're like, you're looking for something that's just like mindlessly funny and weird, then <laughs> you should just watch it because it's really great. And it's, I don't know, it's just very like well-timed comedy, essentially the whole thing. <laughs> He's asked why Hiro did that. I don't want you to do things that make people sad, she says. Hiro blushes and then he blurts out, Onechan, Onechan, what's the big deal about your big sister? The stupid girl's all you talk about. You even took the Mogeta DVD straight to her place. I lent it to you. I was going to watch it with you. But when you lent it, Kiso says, you didn't say that. And we see that time, Hiro looks away and hands the DVD back toward Kisa. I'm not interested in this, but you like it, right? You can borrow it. I'm not interested, though, he says. <laughs> He's very clearly not interested in Mogeta, okay? <laughs> when we talked about the manga <laughs> of this, I made so many jokes about Hiro is such a little shit. And this time, yeah. I mean, I've toned it down because he's exactly the same, but he's a little shit. It's fine. It's all going to be fine. Yeah. Apparently some people were being sassy. People who maybe haven't seen this series before, like, I don't like Hiro, he's a jerk, blah, blah, blah. But, like, listen, everybody in Vruba has their reasons for things. Also, Hiro is just 100% a middle he's schooler. He's a 12-year-old boy, or whatever, 11-year-old <laughs> boy. How else is he supposed to act? This is, like, his whole deal, so. <laughs> My favorite thing about the manga is that everybody also comments, they're like, he's so smart and he's so mature for his age. It's yeah. like, I don't think so. <laughs> I do, th- I do think he acts like, like he's in the like or should be in the advanced classes of middle school. He's, he's definitely so like, intelligent. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like he's so you know he's kind of bored and bratty about all the other stuff going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I read this. Um, so the original anime, the two thousand one anime episode for this is called like Sophist Boy something something. <laughs> But I was like, what the fuck is a sophist? And then I had to look it up. It's some to fill a school of philosophy. But like essentially what I could gather and the things that I read very quickly were not super clear. But what I could gather is that they basically like will argue anything. So it's like these situations mm-hmm. where he Toru has a shoe and he's like, what? So now you're going to or she's like, I don't have any money. He's like, oh, so now you're mooching off of me. And then she's still holding the shoe. And he's like, oh, you're going to steal that shoe. Like, it's just like he turns. Mm-hmm. He argues every situation in every way, I guess, which yeah. would be sophism. But you know, whatever. If you know stuff about philosophy, send me a note. I'd actually like to understand it because the Wikipedia and like the little articles that I read were like, it's a school of philosophy and here's some criticism of it. And I was like, but nobody explained what it actually is. So when he lent the DVD, he said that he wasn't interested. So of course, Kisa tells him that. Hiro says, you want me to spell out every little thought? Figure it out, he says. And he's annoyed. Every time he yells or someone yells, Kisa kind of jumps. So in this case, she kind of jumped back away from him mm-hmm. a little bit. Hero's being unreasonable, Momiji <laughs> says. And Hero's like, shut up, rabbit. I mean, I know I couldn't do anything for you when you were in trouble, but but I was worried about you too, Kisa. Really worried, he says. 
Kisa's surprised to hear that from him, I think. Kyo sidles over to Momiji and Toru and is like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> You're so dense, Kyo, Momiji says. And Kyo's like, huh? Momiji spells out for Kyo what's going on, that Hiro is jealous of Toru spending time with Kisa. Uh, Momiji spells out for Kyo what's going on, which is that Hiro is jealous of Toru. He's trying his best, but he's still in sixth grade. He's awkward about his feelings, Momiji explains. Kisa takes Hiro's hand and apologizes. Let's definitely watch it together next time, okay? She says, smiling. Hiro blushes and looks away. Ah, oh, so I was his romantic rival, <laughs> Toru says. Momiji is like, that's tough for you, Toru, and leans on her shoulder. Kyo is still like, huh? <laughs> Arms crossed, looking somewhat confounded by all the feelings going around. <laughs> Kisa asks that Hiro apologize to Toru, though. No, sir, Toru says, looking determined. An apology won't be good enough. I'm setting a punishment for you, Hiro-san. And what's that? Hiro wonders. I sentence you to hug penalty, Toru says, grabbing him. Hiro's eyes widen, and she pulls him into a tight hug. Seriously, how is that punishment? Kyo grumps. <laughs> Momiji chuckles and says that Toru must have been wondering what zodiac animal he is. It's a pleasure to officially meet you, Hiro-san, she says, holding up an adorable lamb after the smoke <laughs> clears. And or a ram, as we discussed in our <laughs> manga episode. Yes. I am a llama. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> The new Zodiac member I met today is very smart, but he's still a young boy, Toru says. Or, I guess, thinks in this... Narrates, in this case. (laughs) Mimes, for example. (laughs) He's in love, yet in a clumsy yet adorable way. We cut to Shigure's living room, again. Toru, Hiro, Kisa, and Shigure watch the Mugeta anime, and Hiro's sassy about it. Shigure's like, let's just watch the anime. (laughs) So he shuts down Hiro's comments. Hiro's also sassy to Toru about wanting uh, her to hurry up and bring him some tea. I can't stand people who have no sympathy for others, Hiro says. Oi, Hiro, she's not your servant, Kyo says, appearing from around the corner uh, in another knockoff Adidas shirt, (laughs) of course. You've got no place acting high and mighty in someone else's house. Why do you come over here on all your days off, anyway? What's this? When did the cat become master of the house, Hiro wants to know, sassily, with the weird club music playing in the background. (laughs) I love the weird club music. Yes. (laughs) In the episode this week, did you notice there was, like, even more weird club yeah. music? I did watch it, but I didn't take notes. It was just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, partway through. I can't wait to talk about it. We'll talk about it Thursday. It's fine. <laughs> so Hiro says, what's this? When did the cat become master of the house? Are you contributing something that qualifies you to complain? I can't stand people who complain all the time, taking no responsibility. And he stares into the fourth wall while Kyo fumes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fourth wall that Shigure broke, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Still broken. <laughs> Just like the wall where Kagura broke it or whatever. <laughs> the third wall, I guess. <laughs> I want to punch him so hard right now, Kyo thinks, clenching his fists. Any snout-nosed brat can point out an, an issue without solving it, Hiro says, and Kyo is like, you're like you're any better than me, fist raised, about to strike, but Shigure grabs Kyo by the cheeks and stops him <laughs> from wailing on Hiro. Shigure says Hiro is just in a rebellious phase, and Kyo freaks out and says he can take his phase or whatever back to the main house and flirt there. <laughs> It's not that easy, you know, Shigure says seriously. It takes a lot of guts for Zodiac members to flirt, inside or outside of the compound. It's a whole thing, he says, with a wink toward Toru. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, just let what he says wash over you. Losing your temper only proves that you're still in your rebellious phase. To become a responsible adult like me. Adult? (laughs) Mi-chan, who has suddenly arrived, says tearfully. You think a man who can't meet his deadlines is a mature adult? She was at the front door, Yuki says, looking seconds away from hanging herself. And I guess Yuki has let her in. Michan grabs Shigure and shakes him, asking why he never finishes on time. 
Okay, okay, fine, he says. And he goes into his room. Michan follows, excited that he's going to be writing. But then Shigure pops out a second later and takes off, saying he suddenly remembered something he needs to do. <laughs> Michan chases after him. He says it like that. That's why there's a tilde in my notes. <laughs> Kyonyuki or Audi, after all their their brief appearance and all the arguments that happened. Somehow this household gets noisier every day, Yuki laments, and then he pieces out. After they leave, Toru goes to get tea. Kisa asks if Hiro hates Toru, and he says he doesn't like her. So Kisa asks why Hiro keeps bringing her to Shigure's house. Because you like her, he says. Kisa smiles and says, mm, when I'm with her, I feel warmer. Toru returns with tea, and Hiro grumps, and then stands up and goes to the bathroom. <laughs> like, announces that he's leaving grumpily. <laughs> Kisa apologizes to Toru. Hiro-chan is a nice person, I promise, she adds. You're very close, aren't you? Toru asks. And Kisa says that she thought that Hiro hated her. Last year, they used to play together a lot, but then suddenly he started ignoring her, and she didn't know why. She was surprised that he was worried about her, and happy. Wow, Toru says, and then she looks kind of contemplative. Hey, Hiro says, having returned suddenly, and Toru's like, Hey, Hiro-san, welcome back, which is great. Um, she says the tea is ready. He demands that Toru take them somewhere, though, since she doesn't have work today, and then sasses her when she asks where he would like to go, of course. We cut away to the Soma estate where Hattori and Shigure chat. Hiro probably didn't realize how Akito would react to what he said. And he may have been afraid to stay silent, Hattori says. And then we see a scene of the recent past. Little Hiro sits on the floor in front of Akito, who stands, kind of looming across the room from him. I love Kisa, Hiro says. We cut back to Hattori, who says that it led Akito to injure Kisa so badly that it took two weeks for her to fully heal. The word is that Hiro avoided her as much as possible after that, and then Kisa started getting bullied. It's natural for someone to get cowardly if the one they love is hurt because of them, Shigure says. He probably doesn't know what to do with the rage at himself. He can't blame Akito after all, Hattori adds. So he's taking it out on Torokun, huh? Ah, the absurdity of the young, Shigure says. You surprised me, Hattori says, and Shigure asks, how? I'm surprised you didn't know this already. I thought Akito told you everything, Hattori says. Shigure shrugs and says, apparently even I'm not trusted. And he folds his hands and puts his evil face on. Akito can do as Akito likes. Of the two of us, I'm not the one who'll be sorry in the end. You're a child, Hattori says, and Shigure's like, yep, sickeningly immature, in fact. <laughs> Hattori adds that he's worried that Akito will eventually take things out on Toru as well, like Hiro. We really are terrible at this, aren't we? At falling in love and cherishing people, Shigure says. Picture of Kana, shown prominently in the background. We transition to a park where Toru has taken Kisa and Hiro. Hiro complains again. Haven't you heard of movies and amusement parks? He asks, but of course Toru doesn't have too much money to take them to a place like that. Exactly 1,535 yen or something, <laughs> she said in the episode. Yeah. I forget exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> she's like, I only have yeah. exactly 1,535 like, yen. Yeah. She's like, can you take us to the amusement park? And she's like, I got like 15 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> He's like, I demand that you take us somewhere, and it has to be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I like parks, Kisa adds, and Hiro's like, I forgive you. And Toru's like, okay, or whatever. <laughs> Toru offers to get them crepes, though, because she's a kind person, even with her 1,500 yen, that she worked hard for herself. From the stand that's called crepe, with tildes around it. <laughs> crepe, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> that's what that means, right? Obviously. It's the international sign for doing this with your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Toru offers to get them crepes Kisa can't decide between two flavors So Toru offers to share And Hiro kind of watches on in the background Jealously, enviously, perhaps 
I forget which one is which. <laughs> Enviously. <laughs> Jealous is when you have something and you don't want other people to take it. And envy is when other people have something that you want. So enviously. <laughs> or jealously. Yeah. Or maybe both <laughs> in this case. <laughs> yeah. I remember it because of the phrase that something is jealously guarded. Oh, that makes sense. It's like if you like are in relationships with someone and they're hanging out with someone else. So you're jealous because you want to keep them for yourself. Mm. Whereas I guess envy would be as if you're not in a relationship with someone, but want to be and are jealous when they're, and they're like envious when they're hanging out with someone else, I guess, in terms of interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That is one example. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> in this case, that's why I think it's both. Yeah. Because he has a relationship with Kisa, but also Kisa has a relationship with Toru and he's envious of her mm -hmm. ability to make Kisa feel happy, yeah. essentially. In a way, Toru goes to order. Uh, she goes and orders the crepes, but then Hiro comes up and kicks her from behind, which freaks her out, of course, in classic Toru fashion. He says that he'll pay for his and Kisa's. If a space cadet like you could do it, why couldn't I? He asks as they wait for the crepes to be made. We see Kisa sitting on a bench and swinging her feet happily. <laughs> Toru as and ums as he continues. Are you really that great? Can you just dispel anybody's worries about anything? Can you erase any sorrow or pain? Can you save people? And Toru's like, uh, no, I'm not that. <laughs> but Hiro cuts her off saying, modesty comes off of pandering sometimes, so don't go there. And Toru's like, okay. <laughs> like, what else can you say? Anyway, <laughs> we see a shot of Kisa again on the bench. And Hiro thinks, I loved her and I wanted to be true to my feelings. We see the memory, the same memory of him confessing to Akito, and his thoughts continue. I wanted the family head to understand that. We see Kisa, face bandaged in the hospital bed, Hiro at her side, and Hiro looks shocked. But, he thinks, I'm unfair. It's my fault that Kisa got hurt, but I couldn't say anything to her, or to the family head. In the present, we see Hiro, fists clenched. Why, he says out loud. Why am I such a child? Even though I can't do anything, even though I'm just a bratty kid, I got jealous of her for showing up and helping. I suck. I'm sick to death of how childish I am. I don't want to be like this. I want to be a mature adult, but I... You're amazing, Hiro-san, Toru says with a smile. I just can't believe you're only in sixth grade. Hey, I wasn't asking for you to make me feel better, he grumps, looking embarrassed. Or are you buttering me up? No, I'm not, Toru says. My mom told me that it's really scary to admit that you're still a child. So plenty of people avoid facing it. So, so anyone that can admit that to themselves has a lot of courage, she said. It's not true that you can't do anything. You can grow into a wonderful prince who protects Kisa's son. We see a scene of Kisa in a princess gown and tiara, and Hiro kneels and offers his hand to her. Because you have courage in your heart, Hiro-san, Toru finishes. Back in the real world, outside of this vision of Kisa and Hiro, <laughs> in front of the crepe stand, Hiro says, So what you're saying is there's nothing princely whatsoever about me right now. <laughs> uh, that's not what I... <laughs> Well, you're right about that, Taurus, or Hiro says. <laughs> the crepes are all ready, and Hiro pays before Toru can. The speech is worth the price of a crepe. I'll treat you just this once. She's so embarrassing, he thinks. Prince, she says. Shouldn't say stuff like that when she's got no proof that I can do it. What if I can't? If she's going to take responsibility, I just can't. Hiro brings the crepes to Kisa, and he thinks of the scene uh, of Kisa as a princess in Toru's words, You have courage. In his vision... Kisa takes his hand. So the first time it was like he held his hand out to her, and then in this this uh like imagining of it again, Kisa takes his hand. Hiro-chan, what happened? Did something make you happy? Kisa asks, and we see Hiro smiling and blushing. I'll do it. Just you watch, he thinks. I swear it. 
Hiro-san, you forgot your change! Toru shouts as we pan <laughs> up. <laughs> and then we cut to credits. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. It was cute. So yeah, this time we met Hiro, the sheep of the Zodiac. The ram slash lamb slash sheep. <laughs> slash goat. Except he's not actually slash a goat. goat. Yes. <laughs> no, he's a sheep. <laughs> I feel like in... Uh, yeah, I remember I was looking up something about the sheep of the Zodiac, and it's like, the sheep slash goat of the Chinese Zodiac. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in, in Japanese things, media, they've always seen it's like always the sheep, so I don't know. But anyway, it's the same. Yeah. In Chinese, the character means the same thing, so. Or it's interchangeable, at least. I wonder if there's like fewer goats in Japan or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe there's lots of goats in China. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, this episode. This episode of Animal Break. Yeah, this episode of Animal This has been... Some kind of animal break. Who knows how much of that I'll cut or not cut. <laughs> I feel like the the ones where we meet new Zodiac members makes it really easy to go on animal tangents, at least for us. <laughs> we always talk about animal tangents. Yes. Well, it's easy for us to go on a tangent. We didn't talk about holes this time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. I did think of it again when the shoe fell from the sky. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> yeah, if you want to listen to our holes podcast, you can go back to whatever episode I said earlier because we talked about holes briefly in that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we met Hiro the sheep and of course we learned that Hiro told Akito that he loves Kisa and then Akito beat Kisa after that so badly that she was in the hospital for like several weeks two weeks or something mm-hmm. and then he started to ignore Kisa because of course he was afraid of the consequence like he was afraid of of Akito lashing out at her again mm-hmm. which was confusing for Kisa and then Kisa started getting bullied at school so she was like all of that compounded yeah. So at the time that we met Kisa, we didn't know that that had happened. Yeah, so she had uh, it, lost part of her support system at the same time. Mm-hmm. Probably like her best friend, mm-hmm. right? So She's like, we played together all the time, but I was surprised that he cared about me. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Anyway. And then every time we meet, uh, every time we meet, a, that's kind of like their backstory. And every time we meet a Zodiac member, essentially what happens is they meet Toru... And then they kind of talk about, in some way, they manage to talk about whatever kind of like their deal is or their issues that they're having right now. Mm-hmm. And then Toru kind of gives them some advice or something or some little Akiyoko knowledge drop mm-hmm. that like helps to move things forward. So in Hiro's case, his kind of deal is that he, you know, he has these feelings, but he doesn't know how to deal with them. He doesn't know how to help Kisa. And he feels um, like he doesn't, he wants to be more, more mature, but he doesn't know how. Mm-hmm. Because he's a kid, yeah. which is fine, he's, right? <laughs> his deal is that he's got big grown-up feelings in his tiny child body. Yes, so many grown-up <laughs> feelings that he has. So Toru kind of diffuses the situation by saying that he's brave for admitting that he's still a child and that it's hard to admit that you're still a child. Um, and that he, because he's brave, he can become a better person eventually, right? Or become a more, I don't know, adult person, mm-hmm. quote-unquote adult person eventually. Be more mature eventually. So, and be the kind of person who can, like, help Kisa. A prince. A prince. <laughs> as much as he, um, as much as he is envious and, like, acts out at Toru, it's, I find the scene where, uh, Toru asks what Kisa wants, what craves Kisa wants, interesting, because he, like, kind of stares, like, he watches the whole time, like, he's, like, trying to learn, I guess. <laughs> like, it's kind of interesting. At least that's how I choose to interpret it. The other thing I think is, so that's kind of, like, hero. so... We got the backstory, that's Hero's deal. And then the other thing <laughs> that we got, so like one of the things I wanted to talk about or like think about is how does this relate to like a theme overall? So we had this theme running through the series, or not the series, I mean, probably through the series, but specifically this episode where 
we have uh, kind of like Hero saying he wants to be there's all this talk of being like a who's adult and who's like childish right mm-hmm. I rambled around to that but that's kind of like one of the central <laughs> like things that's that's happening I don't I don't know if it's like a theme but pieces of things that's happening in the dialogue for sure that probably points to a theme so we have like Ishigure saying that that Kyo needs to he's like or Ishigure saying that's like when you're like a responsible adult like me and then Michan shows up and said he's says he's not responsible then Hiro saying that he wants to be more a more responsible adult he doesn't want to he's so childish admitting that he's childish and then Shigure saying like oh I'm sickeningly immature there's a couple instances of that specific mm. like things that refer to that specific idea over and over again Mm-hmm. The other interesting thing about this episode, which we definitely talked about in the manga, and we can talk about again, is the conversation between Shigure and Hattori. Mm-hmm. So Hattori tells him a bunch of stuff about what happened between Hiro and Kisa. It gives us some of the backstory that we needed to get. But he also says that Hattori th- says that Akito, he assumes that Akito tells Shigure everything. So it's kind of interesting that Hattori thinks that they have a close relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Hattori is like, or then the Shigure is like, even I can't be trusted. <laughs> so I'm uh, not sure how close they actually are, but it's certainly alluded to that even Hattori thinks they have some kind of special relationship, which we've seen a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And Shigure made his evil face, as I probably <laughs> pointed out, where he, um, yeah. he um, went specifically when talking about mm-hmm. Akito again. And we've seen that there, there's definitely something different about how Shigure relates to Akito than how everyone else in the Zodiac seems to yeah. in the past. And so... And seeing that, you know, Hattori, who's fairly close to Shigeru, also seems to think that they had, like, a really close relationship to the point where Akito would be telling him everything. It's interesting. It is interesting, and it's and Shigeru says it's not the case, so either he's lying yeah. or yeah, or just didn't tell or him it, this one thing. Yeah. Or it's a recent change, maybe. <laughs> That's true. I also think, like, something that keeps happening... We talked about it a couple of times um but something that sort of happens is that... So, like, Akito does different... So we've seen a bunch of instances of Akito uh, abusing people in the Zodiac. So we had Yuki. We have, of course, like, the instance with Hattori and Kana. And now this time with Kisa. So we know that Akito is known to be kind of, like, dangerous and use physical violence, I guess, to mm-hmm. to manipulate people in the zodiac like in this case it was trying to manipulate hero actually because hero was the one who confessed that he was in love Mm -hmm. with kisa to i guess to separate them and so or to try to to send a message to hero i guess so i think what we can extrapolate from this is the fact that akito didn't tell this to shigure is that and that not everybody knows everything about everyone all the time is that Akito does things to each of them to kind of manipulate them separately and separate them mm-hmm. from each other and isolate them from yeah. each other. And this is just one example of that. Mm-hmm. Like Yuki was physically isolated and separated from people we saw before. Um, specifically in the anime, we've seen it in... Well, Akito made reference to the room or like putting him in the room in uh, the episode where Akito came to school. And then we also saw mm-hmm. that... Haru was like physically separated from Yuki in his memory. Like Haru was outside and Yuki was inside some room, mm-hmm. someplace. Yeah. We see like a lot of like baby Yuki being like just in a room mm-hmm. in flashbacks and even older Yuki being like in the corner of a room. Yeah. Like I think we've seen him like. Sorry, we saw it with Ki- in the episode of Kisa. We've... Yeah, we've seen him kind of curled up in the corner of a room. Yeah. 
in a couple flashbacks and such. Yeah. I think so. We have all these instances. I think I just wanted to call out that we're seeing more and more evidence of the way that Akito manipulates people in the Zodiac mm-hmm. violently. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we also, again, saw that there's some kind of special relationship between Akito and Shigure, and it's one that's different than other people's. And it seems like, I don't know, it's really strongly implied to me that Shigure is the one who's kind of like in control of their relationship, even though I don't know if that's the case, but the way that he's like, I'm not the one who's going to get in trouble when all this, like, whatever, like his kind of mysterious line that he says, like, I won't be the one to, um, hold on, I'm trying to find it. Hang on. <laughs> Akito can do as Akito likes. Of the two of us, I'm not the one who'll be sorry in the end. And then every time we see Akito and Shigure, like, Shigure is always, like, standing over Akito or, like, they have an interesting relationship, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. I will say. There's definitely some kind of weird power dynamics at play there yeah. compared to how Akita relates to everyone else we've seen Yeah, evidence of Akita relating to. Yes, exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Literally couldn't have said it better myself. Um, <laughs> that's all I have to say about that, other than that I was excited that they animated the Mogeta, which made me really happy. I was like, yeah. yes! Yay! I think when we read that, well, there was like the earlier... Um, there was the earlier episode where they saw the Mogeta movie, and then when we read this in the manga, I was like, I hope they animate it, and they did. Yeah. I also like the little glimpse of the uh, like DVD title screen. Oh, yeah, right. Very, which is very mid-2000s anime DVD it title totally screen. Totally it is. <laughs> so good. Back in the old days, when we had to watch anime four episodes at a time. Yeah. <laughs> well we have to wait till the whole season came out like a year after it came out in Japan and then watch it four episodes at a time yeah. then it would end and then it would go back to the main menu and you're like I said play all yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> why are you playing with Spanish subtitles <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was very cute oh did you notice I didn't say crap this time I said crepe <laughs> so that everyone can understand <laughs> <laughs> actually you said crepe oh yeah crepe crepe crepes <laughs> It's a great name. I mean, it's it gets the point across. It, it gets, yeah, it's uh, what it says on the tin. <laughs> yeah, as advertised. <laughs> yes. Uh, did you have any other things to say that aren't spoilery? <laughs> no. Okay, great. <laughs> this is going to be a very short episode when we cut out all our tangents. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's fine. So, <laughs> so we'll be talking about spoilers after the music. Next time we're going to be talking about... Oh, I didn't update this either. Next time we'll be talking about <laughs> episode 21, which will is called... I, oh, I never back down from a wave fight. Anyway, we'll talk about spoilers after the music. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. We're back to talk about spoilers. Woo. Woo. The notes that I have about spoilers are, Shigure says it takes a lot of guts for Zodiac members to flirt inside or outside the compound. It's a whole thing. A whole thing. <laughs> Sorry, I hiccuped at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like, I felt like this, um, so like when we read this before, um, he said, Shigure says it takes courage to flirt or something like that. Like he has a similar line, but I felt like the way this was said in this episode of the anime or the way that it was translated like made it 
a lot more like clearer and dangerous and kind of alludes to the bond like the kind of the power of the curse as a bond that substitutes mm-hmm. for a romantic bond with someone other than like the quote-unquote god at the center of the curse mm-hmm. yeah I, I didn't feel like i got more emphasis in the anime but like not in a way that's kind but, of like yeah. uh spoils that but you know no not like in an not like and I pay attention to this kind of thing. It just got a little more play when it seemed like it was more just a kind of thrown away line that Shigeru was teasing someone with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. There was um, another thing that I guess is a spoiler is that there was no mention of Rin this time. So in mm-hmm. Shigeru and Hattori's conversation in the manga, they said like, oh, Rin will be out of the hospital soon and then Hakun can rest easily or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So there was no mention of Rin. So yeah, they better bring her in the anime. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Now also some other little changes to things relating to the episode order where, like, right. the scene with Hiro and Kisa when Momiji brings Kisa by, it mm. took place at the dojo right. in the manga, which obviously can't happen yet because Kazuma doesn't exist yet. Yeah, there's no dojo yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They had to move it to uh, in front of Shigure's house. Mm-hmm. They did something similar, and they must have done something similar in the 2001 anime because also yeah. uh, True Form stuff happened after, so... I can't remember exactly where yeah. it was, but it was mm-hmm. not at the dojo, that's for sure. So we didn't get to talk about yeah. the dojo. Or whether... We didn't get to speculate about whether Hiro goes there or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't get yelled at for not taking his shoes off. <laughs> yeah, being even more of a little shit. Also, yeah, because of that, Kyo is in... He's present in a lot of this episode in, like, different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the time that... Okay, no, he's probably there at home, but of course he's there. He comes home and finds Hiro first. Whereas I think, like, Momiji and Toru find him first or something in the manga, like, there's a couple little... Wait, no, no, wait, because he would have been at the... He's at the dojo, so, yeah. Yeah. They all rendezvous at the dojo, so Kyo sasses him first, both times, but in different places. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I think it's Yuki. The scene with Yuki is kind of... Maybe it's not. It was all kind of the same. I don't know. Yeah. I think, um, we're talking about how they changed, uh... A little bit of the timeline for uh, when they were having the conversation at home. That was a different day from when they went to the park in the right. manga. Yes. And this one, they had it, like, lead together. So they had, uh, like, everyone had to kind of go their separate ways. So it yeah. was just the three of them left to the scene where go they, to the park. Right. The scene where that happens, the one that you're talking about, I felt like it was a little awkward. Because basically, like, Michan shows up. So what happens is they, um, in the manga, is that they go to school and then Hiro and Kisa meet. Toru after school and Yuki has his like student council things to do or something and then Kyo's going to the dojo so that's why they're all that's why they're kind of separate but in this case it was like they all have to yes they all have to meet for that one scene where Shigure says that they they it's hard to flirt in and outside of the house and then they like or like you need to be more of an adult and then they have to bail so like mm-hmm. for Yuki and Kyo it's handled pretty well but then for Shigure it's kind of awkward because Michan comes and they go in his room and then he leaves immediately it's super weird it's like does she just and then she follows after him like and then he essentially goes to the main house so it's kind of like a weird like tight it's this sort of weird timeline like Michan didn't even have to be there but I guess she needs to be there to question his adultness or something <laughs> I don't know yes and then they all and then they leave so they all have to like meet and then leave quickly so it's a little bit awkward yeah yeah, I don't know. Do you have any other spoilers? I don't think so. Yeah, there's not too many. I mean, it's just like another good adaptation from the from the manga, I think. It was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. In that case, I think that that's it for now. So thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Yep.
We appreciate your patience. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Sorry. You're right. I should say that. Thank you for dealing with my my um, inability to set the right setting on my microphone. <laughs> but I honestly feel like we did everyone a favor. Did you listen to the clips I sent you? It was terrible. <laughs> it's, it's beyond my technical ability. So, yes. Thank you so much for your patience in, in with us in this releasing this late. I hope everybody used this time to catch up and write essays. <laughs> yeah. Exacting three pages in her inbox by Sunday. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the theme is up to you. Your choice. This is the midterm, so. <laughs> okay, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's a side rant about something I don't understand. Send us your essays. Yeah. We did get some essays. I might read them by the time this gets released. Who knows? And reply to them. I appreciated the feather essay. Yes. There's another... Oh, there was an essay about why... Uh, why... Oh, it was about Haru being a cow, <laughs> which I read. Did you see this? Oh, yeah. I think I saw that. I didn't click all the way... didn't have time to click all the way through, but I saw... Also, someone said they read the I apologize to the world in my <laughs> voice, which is... You're welcome. Now I'm in your head. <laughs> Death Small Calves sent us a post, uh, or sent like posted a thing and tagged us in it about Hero as a, Haru. I mean, Haru as a cow, not Hero as a cow. <laughs> that would be interesting, but no. Hero's a good sheep. Yeah. This version of the sheep is good. I like how you like shake a shake us when, after she hugged him. <laughs> yeah, he shimmies yeah. in terror. <laughs> if you pick up a sheep, do you think they would shimmy in terror? We should ask the person who wrote this, like, uh, Wrote the thing about Haru being a cow. <laughs> I don't know. Sheep are pretty heavy in real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a lamb. Yeah. I bet you could pick up a mm-hmm. lamb. I bet even lambs are pretty yeah. heavy, though. I don't know if they shake. They probably just go, meh. <laughs> <laughs> meh, meh. That's my sheep impression. <laughs> it's probably better than my Kisa impression. <laughs> Flick their little tails. Yeah. Wiggle their little ears. Mm-hmm. Be fuzzy. Yes. All right. Yeah, it's definitely rain. <laughs> if you guys hear some, uh, you know, atmospheric rain sounds, uh, just considered another ASMR episode because <laughs> it's raining here. <laughs> That's my impression of rain. Was it good? <laughs> Sounded like a very distant explosion. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, well, thunder is a very distant explosion, so I guess I nailed it. That's what I was going for <laughs> by that definition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so relaxing. <laughs> Sounds like the sound of a creeper about to blow up in Minecraft and then a very distant explosion. (laughs) And then that creeper blowing up up far away. (laughs) Good times. (laughs) I'm going to start now.